Welcome, welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome to this webinar. My name is Biko Manton. I am your host, <laughs> not just your host, but I'm your instructor today. So we're going to talk about annuities today, okay, uh, to just get you prepared for your exam. So that's all we're going to talk about today, annuities. So this webinar is for annuities. So I want to welcome everybody. Uh, I see folks are just signing on right now. Okay. I see quite a few people. I see Ashley from New York, Ashley B from New York, Michael, Okay, from Texas. All right. Okay, I see a bunch of you. We have 20 people right now. I see more, more people are still logging in. So while I have everyone logging in, I'll just throw a little joke out there. I mean, trust me, you must be on a rock if you don't know what went down this weekend. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the whole Oscars, hey, it's been a long time. I stopped watching the Oscars because I, you know, I just think it's overrated. But I was watching some clips of the Oscar and what is everyone talking about? Will Smith and that slap. Anyway, uh, no, to cut long story short, that was uncalled for. It was just a joke, no matter how bad Chris Rock's uh, joke was, right? At the end of the day, it's just a joke. It's just words, right? There was no reason for Will Smith to slap Chris Rock, especially on national TV. That was just, I mean, that was wrong on so many levels. Um, you know, we, we, we tell kids, hey, you know, uh, do not resort to violence. So you as an adult, not just an adult, but you're a role model, model for so many people. And the, the, the crazy thing is uh, Will Smith is actually one of my uh, top uh, actors, you know, one of my favorite actors. I think Denzel comes first and then Will Smith second. And, and I like Chris Rock too. Chris Rock is actually my favorite uh, comedian. So... I was kind of torn when that happened, but wrong is wrong, right is right. I mean, trust me, if you know, if if everyone started to slap people or or, or punch, you know, or, or physically assault people who said the wrong thing about them or offended them, trust me, <laughs> it's gonna be uh the wild, wild west out there. Okay. But anyway, I just wanted to get that out there. Um and I like the way Chris handled it because think about, you know, Chris had the right to swing back. You no, know? it was within his right to defend himself, right? So Chris could have easily swung back and it was going to be, <laughs> it, was, it, it was going to uh, go from the Oscars you know, to the WWE. Or Chris also has the right to file charges, you know? So anyway, I just hope um, Will Smith can apologize to Chris, uh, not just on Instagram or social media, but face to face. 
because that was just wrong on so many levels. And I, and I found it very dis, um, distasteful, people defending uh, Will Smith. Oh, he, you know, you know, Chris Rock disrespected his wife. Even if he disrespected his wife, which I didn't think uh, it was disrespect, it was a joke, you know, a very mild, I mean, it's not like he was making fun of her like stage four cancer or something that serious. Now, it was a mild joke, but even if they were offended, there was no reason to resort to violence. That was physical assault, plain and simple. And if anyone did it, if you and I did that, trust me, not only we would be walked out, marched out by securities, but we'll probably end up in handcuffs. But anyway, let's get back here. All right, I see a few people logging on now. I see, okay, we have a total of 55. Okay, I see more people are logging on. I'll give you guys about five more minutes. So uh, just a quick introduction. My name is Biko Mountain. I'm the host of the Pass Your Life and Health Insurance podcast. And for those of you who um, do not know about the podcast, you should check that out. You can get it on Audible, on um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. It's, it's all out there. But this recording... Um, I'm going to also put it on the podcast. So definitely check out the podcast. You want to subscribe um, to the podcast because we're going to do more and more of these. So I want to welcome you guys. Uh, so guys, I want you to put what state, you no, know, uh, please, please drop your name and the state you're from. Okay, I see. Um, Uche from Houston, Texas. Um, Dwayne from Sacramento, California. And I see Dwayne from Los Angeles, California. Okay, so we have two Dwayne from California. Um, guys, just just post your post your name and your state so I can give you a shout out. Okay, we see Tennessee in the house. This one is from um, Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Um, Sarah from Memphis, Tennessee. And we got Wolfred. Again, this is from El Paso, Texas. Okay. Uh, we have more, more, more and more. We have John, no, John D from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Welcome, 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 guys. Welcome. Okay, we see more and more people coming on. Um, guys, let me just let you know, this is going to be a webinar. So this is not a, a regular, um, how do you call it? This is not a regular meeting, okay? It's not a regular presentation where there will be interaction. So as I go along, if you have any questions, please drop your questions in the chat room okay uh no just no no just type your question and i'll try to go back and forth so no when i explain the material then i'm going to um, take some questions so please put your questions in the chat uh anything you need me to know please put in the chat all right so uh we'll give these people a few more minutes and we're going to start welcome welcome 
on and I have mail, uh, mail from, where is she? Uh, oh, okay, yeah, mail from Richmond, Virginia. She's, she's saying, I'm excited to be on a hey, mail. I'm excited to have you too. Uh, welcome, welcome, Mel from Richmond, Virginia. Okay, we see people from Virginia. More people from Virginia. We see people from New York. Okay, we have Queens, New York. We have another Queens. Uh, this is Shekan. Uh, I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name. Shekwan. Uh, yeah, okay. Welcome, Shekwan from Queens. Okay. We see more and more. So we're up to 75. That's great. Uh, I mean, I was expecting about 50 um, participants, but we're already up to 75. That's great. Welcome, welcome, you guys. Uh, I'll try my best to make this well worth it. So let's let's go ahead and get started because I don't want to keep you guys who came on time waiting too long. So today we're going to just talk about annuities. But again, let me introduce myself. My name is Biko. And, and, and guys, let me know if you can see my screen. Okay. I'm sharing my screen. If you can see my screen, please, uh, no, please let me know in the comment section. Okay. Uh, all right. Good, good. All right. So everybody sees my screen. That's good. So as you can see here uh, on the slide, so my name is Biko Martin. Uh, as you can tell from an accent, uh, I'm African, born and raised in Liberia, West Africa, and I've uh, immigrated to America when I was a teenager. I went to pharmacy school, got my doctorate degree in pharmacy, but you know, like a lot of people, I was not satisfied with the nine to five, right? So I, someone actually told me about the insurance industry. Well, it was actually my mom, not someone. Uh, she got me into the insurance industry, and and to be honest, at first I, I just got into it for the money. I was like, oh well, let me you know, let me just have a, a side income, you no, know, because it's not good to put all your eggs in one basket. You always want to have other sources of income. Don't just depend hundred percent on your job, right? So uh, I was like, oh well, I'll just get my license and just do this so I can get, uh, you know, some extra money on the side. But uh, as I say, the rest is history. I tried it and that was about 12 years ago and I've been hooked since. I love insurance. Um, a lot of people um, for some reason don't like insurance. I think insurance is a wonderful thing. Think about all of what we have right now, whether it's your car insurance, your homeowner's insurance, you know, your renter's insurance, I mean, your health insurance. Think about how our lives would be if we didn't have insurance to cover all these big um, expenses in life, right? So I think insurance is a wonderful thing. Uh, even um, life insurance, I think, I mean, at the bare minimum, everyone should have at least life and health insurance, okay? If you don't have life insurance, if you don't have health insurance and you can afford those two, then you are not just doing a disservice to yourself, but you're doing a disservice to your loved ones. So I will go on for the next two hours, five hours, and just talk about how much I love insurance, but that is not the point of this. So 
I'm sure all of you are here because you want to pass your life insurance exam. And that is what this is about. This is just to help you pass your life insurance exam. So as uh, this is the first um, webinar uh, for Menzo Pass. So my exam prep company is called Menzo Pass. Um, yeah, we help to train people and change lives. Because think about it, the same way my life was changed about 12 years ago, you know, at first I just wanted to uh, get an extra source of income, you know, uh, just, a, uh, you know, just something on the side, you know, to bring in extra money. And I turned out, you no, know, I loved it. And, you know, and it turned out that I loved it and it was probably the best, one of the best moves, you know, as far as um, career-wise. Um, so some of you, maybe you are getting into the insurance industry, and I don't like to limit it to just insurance, because even though you have an insurance license, you are not just going to be an insurance agent, you're going to be a financial professional, because that is what you are, okay? So don't let people reduce you to just being uh, an insurance agent, because even though you will have an insurance license, but you will be able to do more than just sell insurance. But um, yeah, so all of you want to get licensed, but the sad thing is about 60% of people, only 60% of people will pass their life insurance exam the first time. So 40% of people fail. Why do people fail? Number one, people go about it the wrong way, okay? What I tell people is you don't have to become an expert, okay? You're not studying to become an expert. You're studying to pass. That is it, right? So I don't teach the material. So that is the difference between what Menzo Pass, uh, what we do and what the other big names um, do, right? They are teaching you to actually understand and know insurance. No, 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 no. That's not my job. My job is just to help you pass your exam. So what I do is I just teach the test. So all that, I mean, you go to some of our competitors. I won't want to call names. You no, know, there are 500, 600 page book with so much material, so much content that you don't need for the exam, right? So yeah, all we focus on is just questions, 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 because here's the secret a lot of people don't know about. The best way to prepare for any public exam is to do practice questions, practice questions, practice questions, practice questions. You can never go wrong with too many practice questions, but you can always go wrong with too few practice questions. And that's what we're going to do. I'm going to uh, have uh, some sample questions. We're going to go over them on annuities. So the, so the other thing I recommend is don't waste your time studying the material. I know this is counterintuitive, but do not waste your time trying to understand every single thing to become an expert. 80% of your time, that is what you know, we um, teach here at Menzo Pass. This is our strategy. 80% of your time should be spent on practice questions. 80% of your time should be spent doing questions, 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 questions. That is the most effective way to learn and it's the most um, you know, efficient way to learn, right? Questions, questions, questions. And then only 20% of your time should be spent doing um, going into the um, study material to go into details for things you don't understand. And that's what you're going to see. So this year, I'm not going to go into too much material. We're going to spend most of the time on questions. I'll just do um, a general review. And after that, 
will go into questions. Okay, so as I said, uh, no, maybe every few minutes, every 10 or 15 minutes, I'm going to stop and take questions for you guys who are just coming in, please. Uh, this is a webinar, so there is no, uh, how do you call it? There is no interaction. No, I, I, no, I see some of you trying to say something. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, no, this is webinar, okay? So, so everyone's muted. If you have any questions, please put your questions in the chat, okay? And I'll, no, I'll stop every few minutes to uh, to review the chat and answer any questions. But please put all your your questions in the chat. No, I hope you guys have a pen and paper. You're ready because we're going to do annuities today. And um, hopefully this is not the last. And I'm very impressed. I was expecting just 50. Right now we're up to 95. Wow. Okay. We're up to 95. And okay, I see here, New York, California, New Jersey, Iowa, Texas. Okay, wow, uh, this, this seems like we have people from several other states. Okay, so guys, welcome. Okay, so yes, how this thing is gonna run down. Um, number one, Number one, we're gonna go over questions, okay? So as I go over the questions, I want you to take a pen and paper, okay? And I'm gonna, you know, you, you can see it on my screen, but just for the sake of people who will be listening on the podcast, because for, for those of you who would like this recording, that's why I say uh, subscribe to my podcast. It's called, um, Pass your life and health insurance exam. So subscribe to the podcast, and this will be uploaded um, to the podcast in the next um, one or two days. Okay. So if you if you miss anything here, no, you shouldn't worry. You're gonna have on the podcast. You can listen to it as many times as you like. So take a sheet of paper. I'm gonna go over these questions. Okay, that's the first way we're gonna start. So I'm gonna read these questions. And I'm going to read the answer choices. And you also have it here on your screen, okay? So try to answer the questions, right? And then we're going to come back uh, to those questions. Ready? All right. So the first question here, again, this is all annuities. The first question says, um, Robert bought a deferred annuity on his wife, Sarah. Years later, Robert changes the contract to name his son Michael as the beneficiary of the proceeds if Sarah dies. What is the name of the contract's annuitant? A, Sarah, uh, Sarah's estate. B, Robert. C, Michael. And D, Sarah. Okay? And and for you guys listening on the podcast, this is a great, uh, I know most of the time podcasts, people listen to podcasts on the go when you're driving or in the gym or doing something else. But for this one, I recommend for you guys listening to the podcast, you want to listen to this uh, when you're sitting down, you know, somewhere where you can really pay attention and you can take notes. So for you guys on the podcast, also take a pen and paper and write down 
what you think the answers uh, are, uh, uh, you know, year, okay? This is gonna help you. So don't just listen, but try and guess uh, these answers and we're gonna come back to it. That is one of the ways you learn, okay? So I'm gonna read that question one more time. Again, this is question number one. Robert bought a deferred annuity uh, on his wife, Sarah. Years later, <clears throat> Robert changes the contract to name his son, Michael, as the beneficiary of the proceeds if Sarah dies. What <clears throat> is the name of the contract's annuitant? A, Sarah's estate. B, Robert. C, Michael. D, Sarah. Okay. So that's question number one. So write down your answers, guys. Uh, I see some of you are not writing down. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't just be looking at me, guys. Trust me, this is going to help you write down your answers. Uh, you know, write down what the answer is to that question. Excuse me, I had to <laughs> take a quick swig of water. My throat got a little dry. Okay, so question number two. A guaranteed interest rate, deferred tax, <clears throat> flexible payments, and death benefits equal to the cash value are not available with all of the following except A, flexible premium fixed annuity, B, modified endowment contract, C, Variable universal life insurance, the single premium fixed annuity. I'll read that one more time. A guaranteed interest rate, deferred tax, flexible payments, and death benefits equal to the cash value are not available with all of the following except A flexible premium fixed annuity, B, modified endowment contract, C, variable universal life insurance, D, single premium fixed annuity. All right, we're down uh, to question number three. Oh, and I'll just say quickly, guys. So I'm gonna have a special offer for all of you who stick to the end. Okay, at the very end, I'm gonna have a very special offer to you guys. So, cause sometimes doing webinars, you know, some people drop off after 30 minutes, after 10 minutes. If you stick to the end, you're gonna get a special, special offer that you don't wanna miss. And the same thing for you guys listening on the podcast. So you wanna stay, only people who stay to the end will get that special offer. Okay, so question number three. For its 9,000 employees, the administrators, uh, the administrator of Jack and Jack Pension Plan purchased an accumulation annuity contract. Certificates of participation were given to all 9,000 employees who took part. All of the following do not describe this except A. TSA, so TSA stands for Tax Shelter Annuity. B, 
HR immediate annuity, C group immediate annuity, D group deferred annuity. I'll repeat that. And again, you guys can follow along here on the screen. All right, because uh, I'm also reading this here from the screen. All right, so if you, you know if you if you want to listen or just follow along on the screen, that is fine also. All right, so let's get back here. Uh, let me. I see um, Ashley is saying that uh, you can hold on. You guys can see my screen. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me reshare. Uh, all right, you see my screen now, right? Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, I just thought my my screen was sharing. And guys, I'm going to switch back and forth between my document camera because I'm going to switch on my uh, my document camera and I'm going to write you know some some things down as we go along. Okay, so I just forgot to do the switch, and that's why. You saw that. Okay, so let's get back here. So now you can see this on my end here. Uh, let's see here. All right. So let's see here. All right. So we have that taken care of. And as I said, I'm gonna try my best to, um, to take all your questions and I'll keep an eye out on the chat, okay? So question number three, I'll read this one more time. For its 9,000 employees, the administrator of Jack and Jack Pension Plan purchased an accumulation annuity contract. Certificates of participation were given to all 9,000 employees who took part. All of the following do not describe this except A, TSA, B, HR 10 immediate annuity, C, group immediate annuity, D, group deferred annuity. We come here to number four. In a joint and 100% survivor annuity, which of the following co-annuitants will receive, you know, would receive the biggest monthly benefit payments? A, ages 40 and 55, B, ages 55 and 60, C, ages 65 and 67, D, ages 80 and 82. I'll repeat that. In a joint and 100% survivor annuity, which of the following co-annuitants would receive the biggest monthly benefit payments? A, ages 40 and 55. B, ages 55 and 60. C, ages 65 and 67. D, ages 80 and 82. We come to question number five. The term blank refers to the process of reducing the size of a lump sum of money after receiving it. A, capital liquidation. B, capital appreciation. 
C, assets gains. D, capital lump sum. I'll repeat that. Question number five. The term blank refers to the process of reducing the size of a lump sum of money after receiving it. A, capital liquidation. B, capital appreciation. C, asset gains. D, uh, capital lump sum. All right. So, guys, I'm going to go back and forth between my document camera and my computer, okay? Because <laughs> I have it printed out and I have it on my computer. Okay. So, uh, let's come here to question number six. Which product is often used to structure periodic payments when a substantial sum of money is used? A, variable universal life policy. B, immediate annuity. C, a deferred annuity. D, ERISA plan. I'll repeat number six. Which product is often used to structure periodic payments when a substantial sum of money is used? A, variable universal life policy. B, an immediate annuity. C, a deferred annuity. D, ERISA plan. Number seven, exclusion ratio determines the following. A, the rate of return to on an annuity. B, the amount of annuity payment that is taxable. C, the duration of an annuitant's benefit payments. D, 1035 exchange eligibility. I'll repeat seven again. Ex exclusion ratio determines the following. A, the rate of return on an annuity. B, the amount of an annuity payment that is taxable. C, the duration of an annuitant's um, benefit payments. And D, 1035 exchange eligibility. Question number eight. Uh, let me stop here and take a look at the chat here quickly. Okay, so I see Grace from Washington, D.C. She wants to know how long this webinar will last. Okay, so Grace, uh, this should not be too long. I'll say between 30, no, 30 more minutes, no longer than 45 minutes, okay? So, um, no, you can feel free to, again, no, if, if you got something to do, you have something to do, right? But I'll, I'll try to be very, uh, mindful of the time because I know on the invitation for the webinar I said one hour so trust me um, I know folks have problem logging in and all of that and then you know we started a little late but I'll try to keep this very short and very uh, you know very straight to the point so hopefully no longer than you know 30 maybe 45 minutes max all right so question number eight it says an interest is credited to a fixed annuity with a minimum value of A, the average daily S&P 500 return, B, the average monthly S&P 500 return, C, the current consumer price index, D, the contract's guarantee rate. I'll repeat question number eight. An interest is credited to a fixed annuity with a minimum value of 
A, the average daily S&P 500 return. B, the average monthly S&P 500 return. C, the current consumer price index. D, the contract's guarantee rate. Question number nine. Which one of the following individuals is most likely, no, is the most likely candidate for an immediate annuity purchase? A, a 25-year-old looking to start making regular monthly contributions to his retirement account. B, a retiree with a large lump sum of money to invest. C, a 55-year-old who wants to make regular payments into an annuity for the next 10 years to supplement her retirement income. D, individuals who want to contribute to a TSA. I'll repeat. Question number nine. Which one of the following individuals is the most likely candidate for an immediate annuity purchase? A, a 25-year-old looking to start making regular monthly contributions to his retirement account. B, a retiree with a large lump sum of money to invest. C, a 55-year-old who wants to make regular payments into an annuity for the next 10 years to supplement her retirement income. D, individuals who want to contribute to a TSA. Question number 10, what is the tax treatment for earned interest that is paid during an annuity's payout um, um, slash liquidation period. A, taxed at the state level only. B, taxed at the federal level only. C, not taxed at all. D, taxable as ordinary income. Number 10, I repeat. What is the tax treatment for earned interest that is paid during an annuity's payout period? A, taxed at the uh, state level only. B, taxed at the federal level only. C, not taxed at all. D, not taxable as ordinary income. Question number 11. Uh, guys, we just have five more, okay? Because I'm just going to do 15 questions. When you enroll for our course, we have hundreds of questions, hundreds off the top of my head, at least 750 questions, not just on annuities, right? So you get the opportunity to practice, practice, practice. That is why, uh, as far as I'm concerned, 100% of our students who go through the program, who follow uh, the system and go through all of the modules, uh, and take all the practice tests, 100%. That means 100% of our students, not a single person fails, okay? So uh, we're just going through the questions, but we just got five more questions uh, to go, then we'll start with the explanation. Question number 11. In a single premium deferred annuity, the annuitant a, can withdraw money tax-free until the principal is repaid. B, receives payment of benefits within less than 30 days. C, is also the beneficiary. D, makes a one-time premium payment. I'll repeat, 11, in a single premium deferred annuity, the annuitant 
A, can withdraw money tax-free until the principal is repaid. B, receives payment of benefits within less than 30 days. C, is also the beneficiary. D, makes a one-time premium payment. Uh, Twelve, a bill-out feature is occasionally included in a single premium deferred annuity. Which of the following statements about this feature is accurate? A, it gives the Commissioner of Insurance the authority to bill out the annuity provider, uh, uh, provider if it goes bankrupt, right? If it goes uh, bankrupt. B, taxpayer-funded bailouts will occur if the annuity provider is insolvent. C, the surrender charge is waived if the interest rate falls below a certain threshold specified in the contract. D, the surrender charge is waived if the interest rate increases above a specific level stated in the contract. Let me repeat. So question number 12, a bill out feature is occasionally included in a single premium deferred annuity. Which of the following statements about this feature is accurate? A, it gives the commissioner of insurance the authority to bill out the annuity provider if it goes bankrupt. B, taxpayer funded bill outs will occur if the annuity provider is insolvent. C, the surrender charge is waived if the interest rate falls below a certain threshold specified in a contract. D, the surrender charge is waived if the interest rate increases above a specific level stated in the contract. Come to question number 13. When does a deferred annuity begin paying the annuitant benefit payments? A, when a contract is annuitized. B, when a contract is surrendered for cash. C, when the annuitant dies or the contract's cash value exceeds the cost basis. D, when the annuitant turns 65 for full benefit payments or turns 59 and a half for partial payments. So 13, I repeat, when does a deferred annuity begin paying the annuitant benefit payments? A, when a contract is annuitized, B, when a contract is surrendered for cash, C, when the annuitant dies or the contract's cash value exceeds the cost basis, D, when the annuitant turns 65 for full benefit payments or turns 59 and a half for partial payment. D, uh, 14 says, for a non-qualified deferred annuity, the total premiums paid is usually the same as the A, benefits payable to the annuitant, B, total cash surrender value, C, annuities cash value, D, the cost basis. Number 14, I repeat, for a non-qualified deferred annuity, the total premiums paid is usually the same as the a, benefits payable to the annuitant. B, the total cash surrender value. C, annuities cash value. D, the cost basis. 
And now we're on the last question, question number 15. In an individual annuity contract, when does the owner's contract rights begin? A, at the end of the accumulation phase or the beginning of the, or the beginning of the annuitization phase. B, when a free look period ends. C, at the time of purchase. B, not D, both B and C. Number 15, I repeat, in an individual annuity contract, when does the owner's contract rights begin? A, at the end of the accumulation phase or the beginning of the annuitization phase. B, when the free lock period ends. C, at the end of the purchase. And D, both B and C. All right, guys, so that are all the questions. Um, uh, yes, no, so so those are all the questions. We have a total of, uh, of 15 questions, okay? So now I'm gonna go and review all of those. So I hope you guys were, you know, were following along and you were um, trying to take this test. So when it comes to annuity, just quickly before we, we get to the answer choices, when it comes to annuities, it's one of those topics on the exam that is somewhere in the middle. It's not easy, it's not easy like general insurance, like what is insurance, what is stock, you know, insurer, what is mutual insurance. No, it's not that easy, right? So general insurance is usually the easiest part of the life insurance exam. And then the tax portion, like all those things that have to do with taxes and retirement plans and um, you know, those ones, social security, <laughs> that tends to be the most difficult for most people. Annuities is somewhere in the middle. If, if this was on a 10 point scale, I would say annuity was somewhere like a five, you know, as far as the level of, um, level of, of, um, no, or yeah, I'll say the level of um, of difficulty will be a five or four. So annuities are not that difficult, but they are not the easiest either, right? So we'll try to break this down for you to really understand it. So let's come back here. So now I, I hope all of you were able to follow along and take this test. Now, what you wanna do is if you score uh, 80% or more, right? This tells me that you understand annuities very well. So, uh, no, you can you can be confident that you know annuities uh, because on the exam, annuities will range anywhere. The questions in annuity will range anywhere from, you know, 3% of the exam to 6 you know, between three to six percent of your exam will be on the notice. Okay, so it won't it won't hurt to um, for you to really get all of these questions right. Again, I mean, compared to to taxes and social security, this is definitely easier. Okay, so you you should be able to get all of the questions for annuity um, correct. Again, just a quick reminder. Uh, for those of you who just came in, I see so far we have 102 
um, uh, participants here. So for those of you who are just coming in, um, we are going to record this and we're going to upload it to our podcast. The podcast is for Pass Your Life and Health Insurance Exam. You can find that on Spotify, on Audible, on, you know, on Apple Podcasts. It's all of a Google Podcasts. You can find it there. So if, if you need to listen to this one more time, that's fine. Go. I highly recommend download you know, the podcast, you know, subscribe, you know, follow, whatever. And you can also follow us on YouTube, by the way. You go to YouTube and just type in Menzo Pass. So uh, M as in Michael, well, it's right here on your screen anyway. You can, you can see it here. So Menzo Pass, right? M-I-N-Z-O, then space, P as in Peter, E-S-S as in uh, Steven, Steven, right? So Menzo Pass, uh, we have some YouTube videos there you can watch also. And for those of you who stick uh, to the end, you're going to have a special, special bonus. So trust me, you want to stick to the end. All right. So let's come back here to question number one. So uh, we read question number one. Um, and I'm going to put this back up on the screen. So what was the answer for question number one? Okay. Well, let me go to the chat here. So I'm seeing you guys want me to, <laughs> all right, so you guys want me to put the questions back up. Okay, sure, I'll, and, okay, and I see Michael, Michael from New Jersey. Okay, so Michael wants me to read the question one more time. Okay, so you guys want me to read the question one more time and then do the explanation, that's it? Okay, all right. Let's uh, let's do that. Okay, so so question number one, uh, you can no, you can grade yourself. So question number one says Robert bought a deferred annuity on his wife Sarah. Okay, so first of all, what is a deferred annuity? Now let's break all of this down, right? Because this is how we um, teach uh, our life exam. No prep course here at Menzo Pass. We don't just bore you with 500 pages or you know, 50 pages on a topic. We use the questions to teach you. So let's break it down. So the first part of this question says, Robert bought a deferred annuity on his wife. First of all, what is a deferred annuity? Okay. A deferred annuity is an annuity that will not begin um, um, benefit payments until after 30 days. So if an annuity will start paying benefits after 30 days, uh, it is considered a deferred annuity. Now, most annuity payments are done monthly. So if you uh, if you have a, um, a deferred annuity, most of the time people will pay, you no, know, uh, make regular payments. It's almost like your life insurance premium, right? So you make monthly premiums, uh, monthly premium payments. So, so if it's uh, a deferred annuity and 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 you make payments, right? But you have to wait, right? There's a gap. There's a thirty day gap between when you uh, make payments and when you start to receive payments. So if it's longer than thirty days. 
or if you have to wait longer than 30 days to start receiving payments, then it's considered a deferred annuity. An immediate annuity, and uh, some, some textbooks will say 12 months, but uh, for, for, text, for test purposes, it's 30 days, okay? So if you got to, if you, let's say you put in uh, $50,000 into your annuity, and then 10 days later, you start to take money out, that's considered an immediate, right? Because you've just put your money there and you, you immediately start to take it out, right? Uh, you start to receive benefit payments, that's immediate. But if it's longer than 30 days, it's called deferred, okay? So that is the first way you, you differentiate annuities. Annuities, uh, they can be differentiated based on when benefit payments begin. So your benefit payments can either be immediate or they can be deferred. So if it's longer than 30 days, it's considered deferred annuity. If it's, um, no, if it's sooner than 30 days, it's considered immediate um, annuity, okay? Now, immediate annuity, another thing to write down is that immediate annuity is always paid with a single premium. So this is a little, uh, tip, you no, know, or a little hint on the exam for annuities. If you see anywhere where it says the person pay with a single premium and they started to receive benefits within less than 30 days, that tells you that it is an immediate annuity. Okay, so immediate annuity, um, you have, um, so immediate annuity can only be paid with a single premium, right? Deferred annuity, you can have single premium deferred annuity. That means you put your money, you put a one-time lump sum there, and then you wait, say, one year until you start receiving payments. Yes, but as far as immediate annuity, right, you can only have one premium payment for immediate annuity. That is it's just one. It's a single premium, right? So. Let's, let's break this down further. So you can have immediate annuity or deferred annuity. Again, it all um, has to do with when benefit payments begin, okay? The second way to differentiate annuity is you can have fixed annuity versus variable annuity. What does that mean? This fixed versus variable refers to your interest rates. Right, so if it's fixed, that means you're getting a fixed interest rate, right? Uh, for example, the insurance uh, company will tell you that we're going to give you five percent interest, right? It's fixed, or we're going to give you two percent interest, but you know your interest rate now in advance. Now, for variable annuities, your interest rate is variable. Right, just as the name says, right? So you could earn 5% interest this month. Next month, you earn 50% interest. The following month, you, you lose 75%, right? That's variable, right? So now we will understand. So if it's fixed, right? If it's fixed, that means the interest is fixed. So fixed versus variable refer to the interest rate. Immediate versus um, deferred refer to when benefit payments will begin. So now you have three types of um, deferred um, 
and the way it is, you have single premium, right? So that means you pay a one-time premium and you wait you know, one year, two years before you start receiving benefits, right? So you, you can have single premium deferred annuity. You can have level premium um, deferred annuity. That means your premium is fixed, right? Okay, I'm paying $500 every month into my annuity for the next 20 years or the next 10 years, right? It's fixed. Your premium is fixed. Then you can have flexible premium annuity. That means your premium payments vary. You could pay 500 this month, and next month you pay $200, right? So it's flexible. So what are the three kinds of deferred annuities? We have single premium, level premium, and flexible premium. And for immediate annuity, we only have one type of premium payment that is single premium, okay? Immediate annuity can only be paid with a single premium. All right. So let's get back here to our question. So it says Robert bought a deferred annuity. So uh, he brought, bought a deferred annuity on his wife, Sarah. So we know, what does this tell you? Robert is the owner, right? Because he bought it, right? Sarah is the insured because it says that uh, he bought it on his wife, Sarah bought on his wife. So Sarah is the insured. So for an annuity, the insured for an annuity is called the annuitant, A-N-N-U-I-T-A-N-T, the annuitant. So if you are the insured, so the insured is the persons who life, the annuitant, you know, the annuity payment um, you know, is based on, you know, the, the benefit payments is based on, uh, the annuity is underwritten on, right? So the annuitant will be the equivalent of the insured in life insurance. Whose life um, does the life insurance policy depend on? Like the premium, everything. If, you know, if you're 50 years old, your life insurance premium you know, will be higher than if you're 25 years old, right? So, and who must die before uh, um, the beneficiaries of a life insurance policy uh, have access to the benefit? The insured. So in this case, for annuity, the annuitant is the insured. So the beneficiary cannot have access to that money, to the benefit payments, as long as the annuitant is alive. So the annuitant is the insured for annuities, and the annuitant is the one that must die before the beneficiary starts to receive benefits. Now, let's break this down a little further. Annuity is the opposite of life insurance. Yes, annuity um, can be offered, and 99.9% of the time, they are sold by life insurance companies or insurance companies in general. But you have to understand the function of life insurance, uh, of annuity versus life insurance. This will be on your exam. Annuity is meant to liquidate an estate. What does that mean? It means I have a pile of cash and I want to liquidate this over time, right? So annuity is meant to liquidate an estate. Whether you have one pile of cash or whether you're paying a little bit more, but the, the whole purpose of annuity is to liquidate an asset. Life insurance, on the other hand, is meant to create an asset. Uh, no, um, um, estate. 
Okay. What is an estate? An estate pretty much means what you, you know, things that you own are worth money. No. So any everything you own is worth money. So anytime there's a death benefit payment, it creates an estate. Right? So life insurance creates an estate and annuities liquidate an estate. So if you know what a life insurance is, you just take the opposite, and that is it for um um no that is it for annuities annuities are also used to provide income for life or to provide um no a stream of income for if it's not for life for um or no a determined or a predetermined period of time maybe 10 years or 20 years but annuity when you hear annuity when you think annuity think income no um, income stream. Life insurance, on the other hand, is not uh, for that. The primary purpose of life insurance is to create a death benefit or, or is to give a death benefit to the beneficiaries when the insurer dies. That is it. No, now, life insurance policies have, you know, you have accelerated death benefits, you have policy loans and cash surrender value. Yes, that's all good, but the main purpose of life insurance is to leave a death benefit for survivors. And the main purpose of annuity is to uh, provide income for the living, right? For the annuitant. All right? So, again, this, the simplest way to understand this is just know, know everything about life insurance and just do the exact opposite for annuity. And now the 10 times you're gonna be right. Okay, so let's come back here. So it says Robert bought a deferred annuity on his wife. So we know Robert is the owner. We know his wife, Sarah, is the annuitant. She's the insurer. And then annuity also can have beneficiaries. So you, 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 you usually have uh, three parties to an annuity uh, or three you know, three, three parties uh, in an annuity contract, right? You have the owner. So the owner is the one who pays the premium. Uh, you know, this owner is the one who has all of the ownership rights, just like life insurance, right? They can surrender the policy. Uh, you know, they can, uh, you know, I mean, they have all the ownership rights, right? Then the annuitant is the insured, right? It's the person who is entitled to receive the benefits. Now, this is one of the areas where you, uh, life uh, annuity is way more different than life insurance, right? So the annuitant, the insurer for annuity can still receive benefits, payments while they're alive. It's actually primarily meant to provide um, income to the insured for annuities, right? Annuities are primarily meant to provide income to the insured while they're alive. Whereas life insurance is meant to primarily provide income to the beneficiary. Now, the beneficiary can still receive money or they can still receive benefits for an annuitant, uh, for annuity, but the annuitant must die. So the annuity, uh, no, the annuitant for all intents and purposes, is the primary beneficiary on an annuity contract, right? And then 
the beneficiary is more like the secondary. So if the annuitant dies, no, then the beneficiary can continue receiving uh, the benefits. Now, sometimes for annuity, the beneficiary is can be the same as the uh, no, the beneficiary can be the same as the owner, right? Or the annuitant can be the same as the owner. But again, you guys, you can write this down. And I see some of you are writing the, uh, what I'm saying down as great. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking off the top of my head and I'm going to come back here to these questions, okay? But uh, you have to understand, write this down. The annuitant cannot be the same as the beneficiary because what? The annuitant has to die before the beneficiary receives um, no, any benefits, right? So the annuitant cannot be the same as the beneficiary. It's the same way in life insurance, the insured cannot be the same as the beneficiary because the only way the beneficiary gets money is when the insured dies. Right, it's the same thing uh, for annuity. The only way the beneficiary gets any annuity benefits is when the annuitant dies, right? So the annuitant can never be the same as the beneficiary, but the annuitant can be the same as the policy holder and the beneficiary can be the same as the policy holder, okay? But the annuitant, and the beneficiary can never be the same. Okay, so now we just cover some things, right? So, so the first thing we just cover again, this is how we teach, right? So we, we just went over what is fixed, you no know, fixed versus, and I'm switching my screen here, guys. Let me know if you can see this. Okay, perfect. So we just went and uh, just give me a few more minutes. I'm, I'm going to come to the chat, guys. Uh, I'll read all your. Uh, I'll go over all your questions, okay? So I have my document camera on. Uh, let me know. And <laughs> and I see someone, uh, who is this? Uh, oh, okay, I see Anita. Uh, she's she's saying, what? Yeah, she's saying, Anita is saying my uh, handwriting is terrible. Yes, that's true. I'm a, I'm a pharmacist by profession. So most of the time, you know, people in the healthcare, Industry have the worst handwriting, right? Doctors take the cake. <laughs> so I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try and take my time and write this so you guys can see it. All right. So so what we just cover we just cover fixed versus deferred, right? So you guys know what is fixed annuity. You know what is deferred. Other thing we cover is yeah we cover uh, I'm sorry we cover uh, fixed versus variable. I'm sorry. Fixed versus variable, okay? So, uh, so if it's fixed, the, the interest rate is fixed. If it's variable, the interest rate goes up and down, right? Just like variable life insurance. Then we, we, we cover, uh, no, we cover immediate. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll take my time, Anita. <laughs> See, uh, you're trying to drag my writing. All right, so immediate versus uh no versus deferred right 
immediate versus deferred. So we, you know that when you see immediate, that means that benefit payments begin less than 30 days. If it's deferred, benefit payments uh, begin, uh, no, start later than 30 days, right? Then we'll also talk about the three parties. Uh, well, there are just three parties to an annuity, uh, right? So we have the owner, and the owner will be the same for life insurance, will be you know, like the policy owner or policy holder. Then we'll talk about the annuitant, which is the same as the insured. And we talked about the beneficiary. Okay. So, so those are the three things we just covered. Okay. So let's go further into this. So it says question number one, and I'm putting this back up on the screen, guys. I have to go between uh, this paper and this. Okay. So it says, yes, later, Robert changes the contract to name his son, Michael, as the beneficiary of the proceeds if Sarah dies. So this is one of the things, guys. As an owner, you know, the owner has rights to do so many things. The owner has the right to name the beneficiaries. The owner has the right to cancel the policy. Uh, you no, know, the owner has the right to uh, you know, um, well, cancel is the same as as you know, as as terminate. So you no, know, and the owner is the one who pays the premium. So just think about all the ownership rights you have for a life insurance um, contract. You know, you, you have that uh, for an annuity, right? So the owner has all those rights. So now it says, yes, later Robert changed the contract to name his son Michael as the beneficiary of his proceeds. So that tells us that, that Sarah is the annuitant. Robert, uh, no, his son Michael is the beneficiary and Robert is the owner. So the question here says, what is the name of the contract's annuitant? Okay, so you see how the, uh, no, no, you, I'm not sure you see how they're trying to trick you. This is why you have to understand what the question is asking, right? So it says, what is the name of the contract's annuitant? Now, the key to that answer, it says Robert bought a deferred annuity on his wife. So by the time, like the same thing, when it says on, on the uh, exam, Robert or this person bought an annuity on this person, whoever is uh, is getting that policy bought on, right? Uh, or, or whoever that you know, life depends on that policy, right? Or they're buying that policy um, based on is the is short. So in this case, Robert is buying the policy for his wife. Uh, no, on, it said the key word is on, on his wife, Sarah. So we know that Sarah is the insured. And another name for the insured is the annuitant. So the correct answer for that would be B. No, no it would be D, Sarah, right? So D right there would be the answer. Is It's not going to be Robert because we clearly know Robert is the one who bought it. So Robert is the owner. It clearly says Michael is the beneficiary, so it cannot be Michael. Some of you may be tempted with Sarah, um, Sarah's estate, right? But the only time an annuity beneficiary goes to the annuitant's estate is if there is no beneficiary, okay? It's the same thing with life insurance. If there is no beneficiary, then the policy, you know, the death benefit gets paid to the 
um, no, no, the death benefit gets paid to the insurer's estate, right? Uh, the same thing here for, you know, for, uh, you know, it's the same thing for annuity, right? If there is no beneficiary for an annuity contract, then the policy, uh, you know, you know, the benefits get paid to the annuitant's uh, estate. All right. So now we have that out of the way. So, so if you pick question, if you pick answer D, you're right. So we know D is the answer. So I'm, I'm going to just read this out to you. Uh, so you can see it. It says Sarah is the annuitant, uh, parenthesis open, insured, close, insured, because the annuity was bought based on her life. For annuities, the insured is called the annuitant. The annuity, the, the annuitant is the first person entitled to receive uh, uh, annuity benefits. The beneficiary only receive annuity benefits upon the death of the annuitant. The annuity benefits will only be paid to the annuitant's beneficiary if there is no named beneficiary or if the annuity uh, owner selects the annuitant's estate as the beneficiary. Note, for annuities, the owner and the annuitant is usually the same person. Okay? All right. So now let's go to question number two. So question number two says, a guaranteed interest rate, deferred tax, flexible payments, and death benefits equal to the cash value are not, again. So on the exam, about a third of the questions, about 30% of the questions, we have the word uh, not or um, accept or incorrect. So, so these questions tend to be a little more, I won't say difficult, but a little more tricky. That's why you have to take your time and really read uh, these questions that I have not accept. You want to read them at least twice, right? Because you may automatically say, oh, I know what the answer is. But technically, what you're looking for is the wrong answer, right? So this says here, a guaranteed interest rate, deferred tax, flexible payments, and death benefits equal to the cash value are not available with all of the following except. So in this case, we're looking for the right answer. So which one of these um, is available? No, which one of these can you get an interest, uh, a guaranteed interest rate that will be tax deferred, will offer flexible payments and debt benefits? No, that will be equal to the cash value. So I'll just make that very easy on you guys. The answer is flexible premium fixed annuity. So why is it flexible fixed um, premium annuity? First of all, uh, it says here in the answer key, it says flexible payments. Guys, sometimes, you know, the, you know, sometimes you have hints in the question, right? So it says here flexible payments. So we see Flexible premium is the same as flexible uh, payment, okay? They mean the same thing. None of these other answer choices say anything there that has to do with uh, flexible, right? So payment is the same as premium. So flexible premium means the same as flexible payments, right? And it says that um, no um, deferred tax, 
right? And then it says death benefits equal to the cash value. So what product offers you death benefit that is equal to the cash value? It's annuity, right? Right? So, so annuity will, will offer you death benefit that is equal to the cash value. So if you if you got 50,000 in your annuity cash value uh, and you die, your beneficiaries will receive 50,000. But you can have 50,000 in your $1 million. Uh, you know, you can have $50,000 in your $1 million life insurance policy uh, cash value and you die, your family will get that $1 million, not 50,000, right? So for annuities, your beneficiary and even down to the annuitant, you're only entitled to what's in the cash value. So this question gave itself a win. It says, so this is the only one is both flexible premium and it says death benefits equals the cash value. And then the other key is it says guaranteed interest rate. So anytime on the exam, you hear the word guaranteed, always think fixed, always think fixed, okay? If it's guaranteed, Right in this case, it's annuity. So we know that um, fixed interest you have, when it comes to interest, you have two types, right? You, have, you can either have uh, fixed annuity, which is fixed interest, or you can have variable, your interest varies, goes up and down. So this, it says guarantee interest. So we know it's fixed, right? It says flexible, uh, no flexible payments. So we know it's flexible premium and debt benefits equal cash value. Uh, and we know um, life insurance, the debt benefit doesn't equal cash value, it's annuity. So all of that just points to one answer, uh, which would be A, right? Um, you know for a fact that it's not going to be life insurance, so variable life insurance is out. It's not going to be single premium because it, and the question says flexible payments. So definitely it's not single premium, all right? So guys, uh, I want to get a response from you. Let me stop here. Um, yeah, let me get a response from you guys in the chat. I'm reading, okay. Uh, oh, I see Michael is very active. <laughs> all right, so I see Michael is saying, wow, this is good. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm learning so much in a short time about annuities than I've spent, uh, no, than I've learned so far. Anita, okay, uh, Anita is active too. Say thank you very much, brother. Uh, thanks for bringing the heat. Uh, I'm really loving this and and um, all of this is free. Yes, yes, it's free. Um, think about this, right? I mean, all of our competitors, no, and I wouldn't want to call names. You no, know, you won't. You won't see them give a free, you no, know, a free, uh, you no, know, exam prep class like this, right? Uh, trust me, no. But uh, no, we we're just doing this for you to get help with your, you no, know, with your exam prep. All right. Uh, and I see here. Um, Jessica from Baltimore. Okay, so Jessica says, thank you, thank you very much. Um, is all of this really free? Are we supposed to pay anything? No, uh, Jessica, this is 100% free. 
But if you want to be, uh, trust me, uh, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm going to like you. <laughs> no, uh, this is 100% free. And I'll just come here. This is something uh, that my, you know, that my uh, social media marketing guy, you know, he's a very nice guy. He helps with the marketing. And this is a discussion we had last week. He, he, he you know, and he kept telling Biko, if you, no, no, no. If you if you give them the no, if you give them all the milk, then they'll have no need to buy the cow. And I was trying to understand what he what he meant by that. But I guess what he meant by that was no, you don't no, you don't want to give people everything, right? Because they won't buy. Well, uh, I guess in that case, I'm not a good uh, business person, but I'm just so passionate about teaching and about this thing. Sometimes I, I tend to give more information that I, you know, than I plan on giving because once I get started, uh, sometimes I tend to lose track of time, but I'm so passionate about this thing. I want to help people. I want people to pass the exam because I see the difference that getting that one license, right, has made in my life. It was a complete career change for the better and yeah so all you need is that license that that um that license so whatever it takes to get that license uh you should be all in and i'm happy to be a part of it uh again this is just a sample okay this is just a sample if you like this thing about being exposed to at least 750 questions i mean if you go i mean i'm just going through two questions right now okay if you go over 750 questions, it's almost impossible for you to fail. The only way you're gonna fail is maybe if you just fall asleep uh, uh, in the test center, okay? But if you go through 750 questions of these, like similar to these with, with detailed explanations, there is no way you're gonna fail, okay? And this is what we do at Mental Pass. So um, anyway, so let me take one more question. Uh, let's see who has question. Um, okay, so I see um, Oliver, Oliver from Washington DC saying, thanks, thanks very much, brother. Um, this is very helpful. How do I sign up for your course? Okay, uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna, I was going to talk about that towards the end, but you can you can check out our website. So you can go to menzopass.com. Um, another one, so either menzopass.com or passyourlifeandhealthinsuranceexam.com. Okay, so you go to those two sites. Um, just so you know, the passyourlifeandhealthinsuranceexam.com. So we're working on that site. It should be active in the next, uh, no, in the next few days. It should be less than one week. No, we're, we're working on that. But for now, I'll say minzopass.com, M as in Michael, I, India, N, Nancy, Z, Zebra, O, Oscar, uh, then pass, like P, Peter, A, Apple, S, Steven, S, Steven, minzopass.com. So check that out, go there, I mean, you know, and 
And also, we have courses coming out for four states. It will be Texas, um, Texas, Iowa, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. So we have the life insurance course that should be launching for those uh, four states. Well, we have life insurance course. It should be about 750 or slightly more than 750 questions for each uh, with detailed explanations and everything. Uh, we should be launching that about April 15th. Okay, so again, go to the website and we have all the description, but that's where you go, Michael. All right, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay on track here, guys, because I'm looking at my time. Uh, trust me, as I said, I can talk about this for the next four or five hours and I get tired, but I know some of you uh, have some other things to do. So I'm trying to be uh, concise. I'm trying to get to the point, get you to understand, but without um, going too much in detail where we, we end up spending four or five hours just on two questions. Okay. So let's, let's skip forward to question number. Now let's go to question number three. It says for its 9,000 employees, the administrator of Jack and Jack pension plan purchased an accumulation annuity, okay? An accumulation annuity contract. Certificates of participation were given to all 9,000 employees who took part. All of the following do not describe this except, so again, all of the following do not. So they say all of these are wrong except. So in this case, we're looking for the right answer. So A is TSA, you know, all of that. I'm not gonna read all the answer choices again, but you can see here, so the correct answer is D, group deferred annuity. Why is it group deferred annuity? No, it just gave itself out, guys. And sometimes when you read the questions very well, it gives you the answer right in the question. So it says, for its 9,000 employees, Jack and Jack pension, uh, no, Jack and Jack pension plan purchased an accumulation annuity contract. So we know that this contract was, you know, this annuity was public, um, was purchased for their employees. So we know automatically it's a group um, annuity, right? We know it's a group annuity, right? So all we got to figure out is whether it's deferred annuity or immediate. But we know TSA is out, it's wrong. And there's nothing called HR immediate annuity. So it's either C or D. Right, but it says here certificate of participation were given to all nine. Okay, so purchase and accumulation annuity. So, so here's the thing you have two phases of an annuity contract. Okay, and that's another thing here to um, get to. So, you have two phases of an uh, annuity contract, right. The first phase is the accumulation phase. What does that mean? The accumulation phase is when you're putting in money, okay? Uh, that's the pay-in period. Um, another name for that is the pay-in period, okay? So this is when um, I'm, I'm doing my month, I'm paying my monthly benefits, now. I'm paying my monthly premium, so I'm putting my one-time um, um, premium payment, but that is when I'm putting in money. So that is called the accumulation phase. All right. So the accumulation phase, the pay-in phase, then the 
annuitization phase is the payout phase. That is when now you go from paying in to receiving money to receiving benefits. All right. So now you know two phases of um of of um, an annuity accumulation is when you're paying in and annuitization during that phase is when you receive. So this question says, uh, the purchase and accumulation annuity contract. So anytime you hear the word accumulation annuity, it means deferred annuity, okay? Because why? It is accumulating. So accumulation annuity is always deferred annuity because it has to be longer than 30 days before it accumulates, right? And only deferred annuity um, contracts accumulate uh, you know, for more than 30 days, right? So automatically we know it's group annuity, but it's not gonna be immediate, right? It's deferred. <coughs> so the correct answer here is D. All right, so let me just read back the answer choice. Oh, guys, give me one minute. Let me plug my laptop in. It looks like it's about to die. You don't want that. What's going on here? All right, give my laptop some juice. All right, so let's read here. It says the employer, okay, so for group, for group annuity, just like um, uh, just like group life insurance, the employer owns the master contract. Okay, and then on the exam, anytime you see something like master contract or you see certificate of insurance, you know automatically it's group. Okay, so the employer owns the master contract with a group deferred annuity. It's the same with life insurance. And the plan's participants are granted certificates of participation. It's the same with group insurance, right? Uh, group life insurance, right? With group life insurance, the, uh, not the company, right? The employer gets the master contract because they are the master. Just think about it, the master, Yes, the master contract, right? Like if you own a home, you know, the, the owner of the home, which would be the parent, owns the master bedroom and all the kids sleep you know, in the small bedrooms, right? So it's the same way for insurance, the owner, right, owns the master contract and everyone else receives a certificate of participation. So as I said, the word accumulation is a hint to inform you that it is a deferred annuity. So on the exam, anytime you hear accumulation annuity, automatically know it's deferred annuity, okay? Just keywords. It is a group annuity because the employer owns the master contract. Go when you hear master again, know that it's deferred. Again, so what is TSA? TSA stands for tax shelter annuity. So Tax shelter annuities are not group annuities um, because the plan sponsor or employer does not receive a contract. And also there is nothing called HR 10 uh, immediate annuity. Okay, let's come to question number four. Let's move along. Uh, in a joint and 100% survivor annuity, which of the following core annuitants will receive the biggest monthly payments? Again, I'm not going to read all the answer choices. I, I hope you guys will you know following along. So the correct answer for that is D, right? Is ages 80 and 82, 
Why is that? It says the question again, let me repeat. In a, in a joint and 100% survivor annuity, which of the following core annuitants will receive the biggest monthly benefit payments? Okay, so I said that annuity uh, provides lifetime income, right? That's true, right? It provides a stream of income most of the time for life, but sometimes they will guarantee it for a certain period, maybe 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever, right? So keep in mind that for an annuity during the annuitization phase, that's when you're receiving benefits, okay? All right. The order you are when you start receiving benefits for an annuity contract, on average, rule of thumb, the higher your benefit payments will be because the assumption goes that you know, you're old, so you're more likely to die you know, with all things being equal. You know, again, we know young people die, but with all things being equal, the older you are, the more likely you are to die. So the, you know, the insurance company, um, the annuity company or provider will pay you more benefits than someone who is younger because you are closer to your mortality. So in this case, that is what we should know, right? So this is giving you four different options. It says A, ages 40 and 45, B, ages 55 and 60, C, ages 65 and 67, D, ages 80 and 82. So if you want to find a correct answer for this, it says co-annuitants, okay? This is a joint uh, annuity contract. That means um, you have two people who are co-annuitants, you no, know, you no, know, they own, you no, know, and most of the time they are co-owners, you no, know, they, they own the annuity contract. So the way this works, spouses will usually, you no, know, um, be co-annuitants, co-insure. So okay, they say if continue to pay us while we're alive, but if one person dies, um. You no, know, then the surviving spouse continues to receive payment. So let's say Jack and Jill, they're receiving $500 a month for their uh, annuity. Uh, you no, know, and then Jack dies, Jill will continue to receive that $500 a month if it was a joint and and um, 100% survival. If it was a joint and 50% survival, then Jill will receive 50% of what she and Jack were receiving, right? If it was joining two thirds survivor, she'll receive two thirds of it, right? So anytime you hear joint for an annuity, that is the benefit payout, right? So whether it's joint or joint and survivor, you know, anytime you hear the word joint, just know you have two annuitants, okay? Joint means you have two, sometimes more than two, all right? But in this case, we're trying to find the average age. So you just know, you don't even need a calculator to do this. You know, ages 80 and 82 is older than ages 65 and 67. Now it's older than ages 55 and 60 and 40 and 55 because the average of 80 and 82 is 81. So those people will receive the highest uh, monthly benefit because they're older. All right. Not just order, but they are the oldest. Okay, let's move on to question number five. 
And 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 let me touch on something very quick because I'm I'm watching my time here. So uh, I see if I don't speed up, I'm gonna be way behind time, which I'm not trying to do. All right. So the payout options. Let's talk about payout options here quickly for annuities. Uh, for annuities, um, you have different ways you can receive your payouts, right? Number one, you can it can be life annuities. So so life annuities means that uh, you know you can get the annuity payout for life. So the first option under life annuities again. So this is referring to payouts, benefit payouts. Okay. So you have straight life annuity. This means that you know they're going to pay you only for your life. Sometimes it's called um, you know sometimes it's called. Um, um, no refund life, no a life with no refund annuity. So they're going to pay you um, benefits, you no, know, for as long as you live. But once you die, that's it. The insurance company gets to keep everything, and your beneficiaries receive nothing, right? So these kind of policies, uh, on average, will tend to pay you more than the other benefit options because. When you die, the insurance company, you no, know, when you die early, the insurance company gets to uh, keep uh, all that money. So let's say if you have $1 million in your annuity contract, but but you die after only receiving $200,000 of payment. If you had a straight life annuity, the insurance company keeps the $800,000. So for this, the insurance companies will usually pay the highest benefits. Now, the next one under life annuities, we have refund life annuity. So what that says, no, it's going to say refund. So, so yes, you're going to get it for the rest of your life. But if you die, usually within a, uh, no, no, usually when you die within a certain period, then they're going to issue that refund. So, so let's say you're, you're supposed to get $1 million, but, um, you, you die and you only receive 200,000 before you die. So your beneficiary will get a refund, you'll get 800,000. Now the other life annuity you have is life of pure certain. So, okay, we're gonna uh, guarantee you payments for 10 years or 20 years or whatever the period certain is. If you were to die anytime within this period, right? We're certain that your beneficiary will receive uh, you know, uh, payments for X number of years. But after that period, if you are to die, your beneficiary receives nothing. Then we have then we have joint life. So you have co-annuitants. And again, this is usually with spouses. So if one spouse dies, then um, you know, then payment. Um, well, you have two spouses. If it's just joint life, you have two spouses that are receiving uh, um, annuity benefit payments. But if it's joint and survivor, the two spouses receive benefit payments while they're alive, but if one spouse dies, then the surviving spouse continues to receive benefits. And it could be 100% of the benefits, 50%, 75%, all of that. The next uh, payout option, you have fixed period, right? So the life insurance company will say, okay, uh, or the annuity company will say, okay, we're gonna pay you $500 a month for the next 20 years. And after that, that is it, right? So they just guarantee the period, they don't guarantee the amount. And then the flip side, you have a fixed amount. So we're gonna guarantee you 500 a month until that money runs out. So 
whenever it runs out, it runs out. If you got 500,000, we'll maybe pay you 1,000 a month. But by the time your 500,000 run out, that is it. So one guarantees the payment amount and the other one guarantees the plan. So now let's summarize. Uh, and know this, I say, are very simple. So you have three ways to you know, name annuities, right? So the first way, you know, the first name is whether it's fixed or variable, right? So fixed meaning is fixed interest rate, variable meaning is variable interest rate. And what are the key words? Anytime, uh, anytime you hear guarantee interest, you know it's fixed. Anytime you hear variable interest, you know it's variable, right? Then the next one is, you no, know, so that's interest. The next naming for annuity, right? And that differentiates annuity is the premium payment. So you can have immediate um, annuity, which is always single premium, or you can have deferred annuity. And the three types of deferred annuity, you have single premium, level premium, and flexible premium. Then the last um, way to identify annuity is the benefit payout options. Again, generally you have life annuities, which will pay for life. And then you have temporary benefit payouts, which will be either fixed period, no fixed time period or fixed um, amount. And under life annuities, you have five types. You have straight life. That means they just pay you straight for your life. And after that time, that's it. Your benefit beneficiaries don't receive anything. You have wheat from life. If you die within a certain period, the issue of refund, you have life with period certain, again, joint life, right? And then you have joint and survival. All right, so let's get, I just want to clarify those two things, um, know those things quickly. Okay, so question number five, it says blank. No, the term blank refers to the process of reducing the sum of, a, no, the size of a sum of money after receiving it. No, we have um, capital liquidation, capital appreciation, assets gain, um, capital lump sum. Again, this answer is very straightforward. It's A, capital liquidation. Just think, you no. Know, again, when you read these questions thoroughly, sometimes uh, when you read them carefully, sometimes you have the answer right there in the question. So it says the process of reducing the size of a sum of money after receiving it, you're liquidating, right? If you're reducing the size of money, you no, know, and and, and 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 capital is the same as money, right? So you are reducing that capital. So you're uh, no, you're reducing that money. So that means you're liquidating that capital, which is A, and that's what annuity does. All right. So now let's come here to question number six. Uh, which product is often used to structure periodic payments when a substantial sum of money is involved? Variable annuity. Um, an immediate, uh, I'm sorry, an immediate annuity, a deferred annuity, ERISA plan, variable universal life. First of all, there is nothing called ERISA plan. Uh, sometimes on the exam, they're just going to throw uh, insert options out there that have you know, absolutely nothing to do with the question, right? But if you don't know, you're going to fall for it. So yeah, there is nothing called a RESA plan, okay? But it says, which product is often used to structure periodic payments? So anytime you hear the word periodic payments, you know it's defer and weddings. If you hear, uh, again, defer refers, you no know, defer um, or immediate defer uh, refer to the 
uh, payment schedule, right? So anytime you hear periodic payments, you hear flexible uh, payments, you know, multiple payments, you know that it's deferred and witty. All right. So in this case, just by that word, periodic payments, we know is deferred annuity. Okay. So which part is often used to structure periodic payments when a substantial sum of money is used, and that is, um, you know, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, which pro which product is used to structure periodic payments? Okay. So. So this is referring to benefit payments, okay? When a substantial amount of money is used. So that's what I tell my clients because I've been doing this for a while. So, so one of my clients, and I mean, of course, for, for privacy reasons, I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm not going to name her, but, but one of my clients, uh, she was involved you know, in a huge divorce settlement. Uh, you know, her husband was very rich. And from that divorce settlement, she got, I think, about 650000 okay? So, uh, and this is someone that I knew. So I, I told her about annuities, and she was able to get an annuity, right? So now she put that money into the annuity, and a few months later, I think about six months later, uh, she started to receive uh, payments. And the way it's set up, uh, she's pretty much set up to receive payments uh, you know, for life, right? Uh, so that is right there. That's an immediate, uh, well, um, technically that's a deferred payment you know, with what she did, right? But if you're receiving, if you have a large sum of money and you put that money to start receiving periodic payments, Right, that provides you instant, um, you know, where you can start liquidating assets instantly, then that's uh, an immediate annuity, right? Remember, immediate annuity if it's less than 30 days, right? If it takes longer than 30 days for you to start receiving uh, payments after you put a lump sum in, then it's deferred. So, in this case, that answer is. B, an immediate annuity. Let me read that one more time. Which product is often used to structure periodic payments when a substantial sum of money is involved? So you put your money there and then you start to get money back, okay? So the initial large sum of money is uh, immediate annuity. All right, uh, question number seven. It says uh, exclusion ratio determines the following. First of all, what is an exclusion ratio? Again. In the interest of time, I'm not gonna go over uh, the answer options here. But when you think exclusion ratio, just keep in mind that an exclusion ratio is just used by the, what is an annuity company or a life insurance company is used to just determine which one, um, you know, like how much of your benefit payments will be taxed, right? So in this case, what well, we all know, life insurance benefits are never taxed, right? Life insurance debt benefits are never taxed. That's one of the major tax advantages of getting a life insurance. You have the opportunity to create instant generational wealth when the insured dies. So, but let's take um, annuities in this case. Let's say you, you invested, um, 
you know, let's just say you invested 10,000 hours into an annuity. And over, over the course of 10 years, that 10,000 doubles to 20,000. So now your profit is 10,000, but your principal, what you invested is uh, 10,000. So your exclusion ratio will just be your, your principal you invested um, divided by the total, right? So it'll be 10,000 divided by 20,000, that is, um, no, that's 0 0.0, no 0.5 or 50%. That means your exclusion ratio is 50%, um, uh, right? So that means any benefit payment you get, 50% of that will be taxed because that 50% represents your profit. So the exclusion ratio for annuity uh, is just used to determine the amount of annuity payments that is taxable. So the, the question, the answer for that is B, the amount of annuity payment that is taxable. So keep in mind, exclusion ratio is just used to determine uh, what amount of your benefit payment should be taxed. And it take what you put in divided by the total you have there. All right, let's move on to question number eight. Um, it says an interest is credited to a fixed annuity. Again, what is fixed annuity? What does fixed versus variable? What is it referring to? It's referring to your interest rate. Great. All right. So an interest is credited to a fixed annuity with a minimum uh, value of, again, I'm not going to go through all the answer choices here. The answer is, is D, the contract's guarantee rate. So anytime you have fixed, know that there's guarantee interest rates. Fixed interest is guaranteed. Variable is not, right? So fixed annuity gives you a guarantee interest rate. So the correct answer for that is D, the contract's guarantee rate. All right. Let's go here to question number nine. Which one of the following individuals is the most likely candidate for an immediate annuity purchase? Again, in the interest of time, because I'm running behind time here, I'm not going to read all the answer choices. So the answer uh, for this is B, a retiree with a large sum of money to invest. So anytime you think about fixed annuity, uh, you know, immediate annuity, you know, the people who are the most ideal uh, clients or that will be, be people who have a huge sum of money uh, you know, to invest. They have a large sum to invest. Um, those will be the people that you know, will need an immediate annuity um, most of the time, right? Because they have a huge sum to invest and they want to start receiving income payments right away. Like my client I told you about, uh, you know, she has 650000 and she, uh, you know, she put it there and she wanted to start receiving money uh, you know, soon, right? So guys, all of you, hopefully in the next few weeks, few months, hopefully all of you will become licensed uh, insurance agents. I don't even like to say insurance agent. Um, the right term is financial professional because that's what you will be. Uh, you have three branches of the financial industry. You have um, insurance, uh, investment, uh, um, uh, insurance, investing, and banking, right? So it's all, these are the three um, branches of the financial industry. So insurance, even though you're 
uh, insurance agent, but technically you're a financial professional because you're in the financial industry, right? So you should even know, you know and, I, and I get upset when people call me an insurance agent because uh, I'm so much more than an insurance agent, right? So, uh, but these are things you guys need to start learning now. So anytime you have a client with a huge sum of money to invest, I know most people say, oh, get life insurance. Yes, of course they need life insurance, but the best thing for that person, especially if they want to start receiving immediate income, the best option for them is an annuity. Okay, so if you know any of your clients who um, won a lawsuit, no huge settlement from a lawsuit, divorce or inheritance, um, and, and, and this is something that I see a lot of my, you know, my peers in the financial industry, they don't do. Everybody either pushes you to get you know, stocks or to get life insurance, but a lot of people overlook annuities and annuities can be a powerful, powerful tool, especially for people who have a lot of money and they want to get lifetime income. So um, don't overlook that. So the correct answer for that, uh, for question number nine will be, B, a retiree with a large sum of money. Because we know the guy is already retired. He has a lot of money and he wants to start receiving income, right? So if someone has a large sum of money, right, and they want, they want to start receiving benefits immediately, an immediate annuity is the best choice. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to do question number 10, and then I'm going to go to the chat quickly. Um, and I see a, a bunch of you are texting. I don't want to ignore you, but just one minute. Let me get through question number 10. It says, what is the tax treatment for earned interest that is paid during an annuity's payout period? Again, in the interest of time, not reading answer choices, the correct answer is D. So remember, anytime you earn money, no, anytime you earn a profit, you have to pay tax, right? So, so if you earn interest in your annuity, when you start to receive um, um, benefit payments, that's called a payout, you have to be taxed on it and it's taxed as ordinary income, right? It's, it's not just taxed at the state level, that's what is. it's not just taxed at the federal level, it's taxed at, as ordinary income. So you have to pay both state and federal income taxes. All right, so let me switch here to the, um, <clears throat> to the feedback here. Let's go to the chats. All right, so I see you guys. Uh, okay, I see some 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 of you dropped off. Yeah, I understand. I, I'm slightly over time now, so I don't I don't blame you. So I have a total of um, ninety. Well, now it's down to ninety. Okay, we have a total of ninety people on the call. So um, guys, so yes, uh, yes, the deal. Okay, it's towards the end, but let me. Let me go ahead and share my screen with you. Let me know. I'm just switching over here. So I'll show you what you. Uh, I'm getting ready to show you what the offer is. Okay. So 
let's see here. Just, just give me one minute, guys. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull that up. Uh, all right. So, are you ready, guys? All right. So, as I, as I told you guys a few minutes ago, Minzo Pass, we're going to be launching um, in about, um, you know, we're going to start with four states again. The four states will be Iowa, Texas, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. Okay, Iowa, Texas, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C. So, so if you're, if you, are in one of these four states and you want to take your life insurance exam, we're going to be launching uh, April 15th. So you can use this code. It's called Podcast Listener. And this is also for you guys listening on the podcast. Uh, go to menzopath.com slash offers. Again, I'm going to put the link in the description. So you guys listening uh, on the podcast, check the description. But the code is, is org or capital letters, podcast listener, okay? All capital letters, podcast listener. And if you put that code in for the life insurance course, uh, our price is already very low. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call out some, some of our competitors. Excel charges $200 uh, for their course. That's the base price. Now, if you're with some other Companies like maybe World Financial Group, they'll give discount you know, to or Prime America or some of those other agencies, they'll give their uh you know, they'll give their members discount, right? But just off the top without any discount, their price is two hundred dollars. The same for Kaplan, for AD Banker, all of that. That's the base price. Our base price, we said, you know what? Because I mean, I know. With prices going up right now, I mean, think about it. I went to fill up my tank a few weeks ago, and I nearly screamed. I've never spent more than fifty dollars to fill up my tank. Never, never in my life, right? You know, I have a mid-sized car. Never. I went to fill up my tank. Seventy-eight dollars, seventy-eight, seventy-eight dollars to fill up my tank, and I've had my car for. <laughs> for about 12 years now, I've never spent more than $55 to fill up my tank, right? So the point I'm trying to make, uh, I know that things are tough, prices are going up, you know, people don't have a lot of money laying around like that. That's why we lower the price, okay? So we're not going to charge you $200, no, because we know, you know most of the time people coming in, you know, just they're pretty strapped for cash, right? We want to make this affordable for you. So the regular price, we brought it down from 200. That's what our competitors charge. We say we're not going to do that. We're going to charge 29.99. But with this podcast listener, now we drive that even further, 70% further discount. So you're not paying $200. You're not paying $39.99. You're paying $9.99. Think about it. $9.99 to have access to about 750 questions to almost guarantee that you're going to pass your exam. And when you get that license, you can be able to change your life and change the life of your family. That is a no-brainer, right? For less than the price of you know, filling your tank, 
no filling your for your tank. I don't know what's the price of a Big Mac, but last time I checked, it was almost seven dollars. So almost the price of a Big Mac, right? Yeah, about about the price of a Big Mac. You have the opportunity to have access to seven hundred and fifty questions, detailed training. You no, know, um, you no, know, you have the podcast. You have the YouTube channel. Uh, you go to the website, we have video um, tutorials, you have access, I mean, you can, we have the group, um, we have the group um, um, discussion, not the, not the, not the, uh, we have the student community. So for all of that, you get it for the price of a Big Mac. Come on, right? So putting the core podcast listener again, I'm, uh, I'm sorry for those of you who are in other states. You no, know, every every great thing started small. As they say, room was not built overnight. So yes, we will get to your state, but for now, we're starting with only four states. That is, uh, those states are um, they are Pennsylvania, Iowa, Texas, and Washington D.C. So if you live in one of those states and you're listening to the podcast or you're on this webinar and, and I'm, and I'm going to put this right now. Yeah. I'm including this in the group chat. Uh, you can see it on my screen, but for you guys who need it. So it's podcast or caps listener. Okay. Podcast listener. And you want to get a further um, discount of 70%. And now, you're going to pay $9.99, which is the price of a, of a Big Mac. All right. So I just want to see that. Uh, so thank you very much, guys. Uh, now we drop down to 85. Uh, we got five more questions to go. I'm going to be wrapping this uh, up pretty soon. I want to welcome you guys very much. Let me just give some shout out. Shout out to Tisha from Atlanta, ATL in the house. You know, Atlanta was one of my, well, it's, it's actually my, my second favorite place to live my first favorite is washington dc of course but if i was to pick anywhere other than washington dc to live i'll pick atlanta so uh shout out to you in the, uh atl uh then i have each city here in the house i have four persons from houston i have iowa i have new york i have new jersey oh we got philly in the house Okay, when I hear Philly, I think about Will Smith. Okay, Will Smith, Will Smith, and I can write, guys. And I can write. I don't know what's up with him. All right, uh, we got Philly in the house, then we got Baltimore. Oh, okay, we have the entire East Coast here. All right, guys, so let's wrap this up. Um, I've gone on a little longer than I expected, uh, because I, I try to be detailed in my explanation sometimes which is good for you, but sometimes I end up going way beyond my scheduled time. All right, so question number 11. It says, in a single premium deferred annuity, the annuitant, and yeah, the correct answer is D, the annuitant makes a one-time premium payment. So anytime you hear single premium deferred annuity, right? The, again, I mean, this just gives itself out, right? The annuitant uh, makes one-time premium payment. That is it, single premium, one-time premium payment. So deferred, the only difference is the, they are gonna have to wait 
uh, at least 30 days before they can start uh, receiving uh, benefit payments. So let me just read this uh, answer feedback. It says a single premium deferred annuity has a single lump sum premium payment made by the contract owner, who is usually the same as the annuitant. There will be no immediate benefit payments because this is a deferred annuity, okay? So deferred annuity, you have to wait at least 30 days before you start receiving benefits. Remember the word immediate benefit payments because this is a deferred annuity. Remember, I'm, I'm sorry, remember the word immediate in annuity is defined as 30 days or less. Therefore, an immediate annuity is an annuity that benefit payments are scheduled to begin within 30 days of initial premium payment. And the opposite is true for deferred annuity because a deferred annuity is an annuity that starts pay out, um, paying out benefits after 30 days of the initial premium payment. The annuitant, who is the person who must die before the beneficiary starts receiving benefit payments, cannot be the same as the beneficiary, as I said earlier. The withdrawals for deferred annuities will always include a combination of earned interest and principal, which is taxable. All right, um, question number 12. A bailout um, feature is occasionally included in a single premium deferred annuity. Which of the following statements about this feature is correct? Uh, first of all, what is a bailout? Um, uh, what is a bailout? Uh, provision or it's called bailout option. Well, pretty much uh, a bailout option is just telling you, okay, if the interest rate in your annuity falls um, below a certain level, right, then now you as the um, annuitant or the annuity owner, you have the right to withdraw money out of your account um, to invest it somewhere else without paying a fee, uh, which is called a surrender, right? You don't have to pay a surrender fee, right? Because usually for annuities, within the first uh, five, 10 years, if you make any withdrawal, right, um, before your contract is annuitized, that means before you start receiving benefits, if you make any withdrawal, you're going to pay um, a, a surrender fee, right? But the annuity contract, again, this, this is usually with fixed um, uh, annuity. They say, okay, you know what? Um, we're going to guarantee you 2%. Uh, you know, well, we're going to guarantee you 5%, right? But if the, if, the, if the interest rate, if our interest rate falls below maybe 5% or something, then now we waive our right to charge you that surrender fee. You can take your money or some of your money and reinvest it and you don't have to pay any penalty. That is what the bill is. So the bill out provision just thing is giving you the right to bill out without any penalty. So you have the right to bill out of your um, annuity, okay? If, if interest rates fall below a certain level. And so in this case, the correct answer for number 12 would be C, uh, which it says the surrender charge is waived if the interest rate falls below a certain threshold specified in the contract. Again, the bailout provision, just think the word bailout. You know, when you bail out, what are you doing, right? That you no, know, you are leaving um, somewhere, right? Because usually you're bailing out because something happened, right? You're bailing out on a friend because you and your friend 
no, not on good terms anymore. You're building out of a party because something's going down. So build out uh, provision is just allowing you to leave without any penalties if your interest rate falls below a certain level. Uh, so that's C, this will probably be on your exam. All right, so question number 13, it says, when does a deferred annuity begin paying the annuitant benefit payments? Again, this one is pretty easy as I talked about earlier. You have two phases of an annuity, right? You have the uh, you have the accumulation phase. That is when you're paying in or you're putting your premium there, you're accumulating money. And then you have the, uh, you have the annuitization phase. That is when you're paying out money, you're receiving benefits. So when does a deferred annuity begin paying the annuitant benefit payments? Well, they're going to start receiving benefit payments when the contract is annuitized, right? So correct answer is E. Let's come here to question number 14. It says for a non-qualified deferred annuity, the total premiums paid is usually the same as, again, correct answer there is D, the cost basis, okay? So cost basis is the same as the total premium paid, right? It's the same as your principal, right? So, so on the exam, you're going to, uh, come across you know, for annuity, uh, you're going to come across either cost basis or exclusion ratio. They all mean the same thing, right? They're all used to determine uh, what uh, portion of your uh, annuity benefit payment should be taxed, right? So cost basis is just how much you put in. What, what was your cost, right? So if I put in 10,000 into my annuity, my cost basis is 10,000. If I put in 1,000 into my annuity, my cost basis is 1,000, right? So the cost basis is how much you put in. The exclusion ratio uh, is just uh, the percentage of the total amount you know that you have in that should be taxed. So you take how much you put in divided by the total. So if you got $5,000 in, no, and no, again, let's, no, no, let's make this very easy. If you have $1,000 in, um, but your total uh, amount, no, the total you have there is, um, is no, it's 2,000. Now it'll be 1,000 divided by two, no, by 2,000, which your cost basis or your exclusion ratio will be 0.5, which should be 50%. That means 50% of your benefits will be taxed. That is how they determine how much um, you have to you know what percentage of your benefits will be taxed. Okay. Keep in mind, guys, um, with the exception of life insurance, anytime in any investment, whether it's an annuity, stocks, or whatever, anytime you earn interest. Okay, you make a profit, you have to pay Uncle Sam. That is just a rule of thumb. It doesn't matter whether it's an investment, a business, whatever. Anytime you make a profit, Uncle Sam wants his cut. But Uncle Sam will never tax you on what you put in, right? So it's the same thing for annuities. All right. So question number 14. Uh, oh, no, no. Well, that's 14. Okay, so we said 14. The answer was D. And this is the last question, guys. Question number 15. In an annuity contract, right? In an individual annuity contract, when does the owner's contract rights begin? Again, it's very simple. This one, 
uh, no, the, the correct answer for this is C, right? So the owner's contract rights for an annuity begins immediately when they sign that contract, your ownership rights begin, right? So guys, I'd like to stop here. Uh, I hope this was worth your time. Um, I know I went way above uh, my schedule time, but I promise I'm going to try and be brief next time. But I hope you were able to learn something. This is what we do here at Mental Pass. Uh, we try our best because here's the thing, guys. I'm very, very passionate about, you know, um, getting people to pass their exam because the fact is you can do whatever you can go to all the trainings, you can recruit as many people as you want. But if you don't have your license, you're not going to make any money. That is just a fact, right? So, so the license uh, is the only way you're going to make uh, your effort in the insurance business to come. Because if you don't have license, legally, you are not allowed to make money in the insurance industry. So I hope this was able to help. Now, this is the kind of, you know, like, this is the kind of detailed training we do here at Mental Pass. This is just for annuity. This is just 15 questions. Just for annuity alone, we have over 150 questions just for annuities alone, over 150 questions. So, so when we train you, right, and we have different ways to, you know, go, you have our textbooks, you have, uh, you know, you have the website with videos, you know, you have the podcast, you have so many um, um, different ways, right? You have someone, you know, if you want to pay extra for that, someone available to train you one-on-one, -on -one, you know, one-on-one -on -one help. So we're here for you. And one-on-one -on -one help is available 24 hours. So if you want someone to help you at 2 a.m., all you got to do is just go on our site and within one to two hours, someone is going to jump in on Zoom, you know, to help you. So we're available 24 hours around the clock, guys. That is what makes us different because as I said, this is run. I started Menzo Pass. Uh, no, this is not just someone who is just teaching you theory, right? Uh, this is something I do. Uh, I'm licensed in 24 states. I have, uh, I have a 75-person team spread out and spread all over the United States, Midwest, um, East Coast, West Coast, South, all over. And I've been doing this for 12 years. I love insurance. Trust me, you know, sometimes my family gets bored because you know, I go on and on and on on this rent about how great insurance is and how everybody should get it. And sometimes they're like, oh, because we yeah, you know. So <laughs> trust me, insurance is great. I believe everybody should have insurance at a minimum life and health insurance. So it's my hope that this was able to help you pass your exam. If you need any extra help, you can always reach out to me. I'll give you guys my email. So my email is minzopass at minzopass.com. So let me put this in the chat right here for you. Minzopass at minzopass.com. Okay, so you can send me an email anytime or on social media, uh, again, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us at Mental Pass. You can tweet us, send us a message, or you can email me, and we're here for you any time of the day. It's my hope that you pass your exam, and just like me, 
you can be able to look back five years, two years from now and say this was probably one of the best career moves that you made. So uh, let me just go through the list here. Give a quick shout out. Shout out to Martin from Queens. Oh, we have quite a few people from Queens. Shout out to you, my brother Martin, for coming from Queens, Queens, New York. Martin says, thank you. Thank you very much, brother. I really learned a lot. I feel like I'm going to get 100% on annuity. That's good. Well, not just 100% though, because you can get 100% on annuity and fill everything else and you're still gonna fill, right? So let's get you to get 100% on everything else. That's why you need to sign up for Mintz Pass, okay? And Ashley here from Washington DC said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I would definitely be purchasing uh, your course. And then I'm gonna take this last comment here from Romel. Romel is from Louisiana. She says, I like this. The only disappointing uh, thing is that you don't have any course for my state. Yes, I'm sorry. Trust me, we will get to you, uh, you know, because there's a lot of work that goes into preparing this. We have to do a lot of research, look at the exam content, look at the state laws, no insurance regulations to see that, you know, to make sure that we're giving you the best content that will uh, help you to pass your exam, right? So that is why I'd rather have a few stakes, but make sure the content is so good that people are guaranteed to pass the exam than just watch, right? But I'll tell you definitely we will get to you. Um, I wouldn't want to put any, you know, no, any time on it, but I will tell you sometime in the not too distant future, we will be offering courses for all 50 states. But now it's just the four states, Texas, <clears throat> Iowa, uh, Pennsylvania, and Washington, DC. All right, guys, uh, I'm, I'm sorry I was not able to respond to all your um, questions because I have a lot of uh, People here in the text, uh, in the group chat. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there is no way I can go through all of this. Uh, guys, if I didn't answer your question, again, my email is here, menzopass at menzopass.com. Shoot me an email or hit me up on social media and uh, I'm going to answer all your questions, okay? So thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure having you. And for those of you who have your exam schedule, I wish you good luck. And I hope you pass your exam. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye.